everyone, and welcome to Sci-Fi Dig. I'm recording from the frozen tundra that is in my home state of West Virginia. We have had some ridiculous weather here. It is just now into double digits, which is nice. Um, the temperature is kind of rising fast. It's all of 18 degrees outside, but we have been in single digits for several days now, and it has been miserable. I think I've uh, been wearing a hat for like two days straight and refused to take it off. I had to take it off to put headphones on for this podcast, but um, it has been really, really cold, and I'm not enjoying winter. As a matter of fact, I'm pretty much over it. Anyhow, this week, I wanted to talk about collecting in general. Now, those of you that have followed this show from the beginning, um, back in 2005, I started talking about science fiction on here because there wasn't really anybody to chat with. There wasn't a whole lot of social media. There was some forums and some groups like that that you can talk about. But I just wanted to um, talk about the thing that I loved. And at, and at the time, you know, DVD was the thing. Um, VHS was still around, but DVD, it was, it was on its last legs. V, DVD was where it was at. Blu-ray started in a little bit after that, HD, DVD, and Blu-ray. Um, HD, DVD, actually, I'm sure people will argue this with me, but HD, HD, DVD was actually the better format, but because of money exchanging hands or whatever, Blu-ray won that war. And we have that, and then we have 4K and streaming. And, you know, I, I as I get older, I don't mind spending money on quality items. I think that a lot of us can say that. Like, if you're, as you get older... If you're going to buy, um, say you're going to buy, a, pick an item, a cooler. Say you're going to buy a cooler. Um, you can, and, you, and you can buy a cheap cooler that's going to last you a year and break. Or you can spend money and get a more expensive cooler that, you know, might have wheels on it, easy to, easy to carry, might, you know, keep ice colder longer. You could buy a Yeti or something along those lines. Costs a lot of money, but you're going to have it in the rest of your life, you know. And that's kind of how I am. So I don't, uh, I, I, although I love the art of the deal, I try to buy the best quality of something. If I'm going to buy a DVD or a box set, I try to get the best quality one that's out there, the one that has, you know, that that's going to have all the bells and whistles, the best picture, the one that's been remastered, you know, things like that. You know, we live in a world of streaming, and it's it's all about convenience, you know. Um, also, as I get older, I just, you know, I downsize a lot. I don't have, I mean, I had a lot of stuff. I have a lot of books. And um, a while back, I started getting rid of a lot of things that, you know, I have a lot of books that I'm like, I'm going to go back and reread this. Well, the reality is either I've read it twice or I'm not going to, I think I'm going to read it again, but I'm not going to. There's not, the time's not going to allow. I would rather, I mean, there are certain, you have one or two the, a books that you're like, man, this is a good book. I'll go back and read it again because I just really enjoy it or it's, uh, you know, it really grabs my imagination or whatever, and you'll hang on to that. Or you'll have a book that, like, um, is sentimental. There were some books that I had that n- they no longer make <clears throat> make those covers, like, <clears throat> excuse me, like the John Carter books. I love those books, and I've read um, some of them a couple of times, some of them only once, but it is, uh, if I come across the ones that have the Frazetta covers, um, and I'll buy them and just put them on my shelf because I love those covers. And I, that, that's, those are the ones that I read when I was younger, the ones with those covers. Same thing with Tarzan. Um, I'll, I'll buy those books because I love those covers and um, I, you know, I probably won't part with those. But I've, I've downsized all my comics. Um, I have like two long boxes left. And I'm pretty much all digital in a comic area. I, I love the digital comics. It's just easy. There's not a whole – to me, there's not a lot of difference between – 
um, the the paper and the digital, and there's a benefit to digital that I don't have paper. One, it doesn't take up any room. Two, it's all backlit, and I can read wherever. I don't have to have light. Three, I'm older. My eyes are getting, you know, worse as time goes on. You're going to have that. You're going to, everybody's going to have to have readers eventually. You know, if you don't, congratulations. But once you hit 40, between 40 and 45, it's going to happen to you. And I can zoom in and out and panel by, I I also love panel by panel. It offers me that benefit, um, which is kind of interesting because rather than seeing a whole page at one time, you're getting panel by panel. So there's kind of like a little surprise at the end of every page. You don't have to, you don't see the whole thing. If there's a big reveal at the bottom of the page, you're, you're just surprised, you know, and you're kind of in the moment because you're not, you're reading panel by panel. You don't know where it's going to end. You don't have to turn a page. You don't see, ah, I'm getting less, you know, less pages as I go on. It's, it's kind of, it adds something to it that, that I think that I really enjoy. And with television and movies, it's always been different for me because it, you know, streaming relies on the internet, not just, I mean, it, you're at the mercy of your internet provider. And I don't have great internet service. But even if I did, um, you don't have control over what you're seeing in the sense that when you're streaming a movie and suddenly the internet goes out or the streamer service goes offline, you're you're done. You're not. You can't get back into it. It's very frustrating. You're, you're not in control. Where you download a comic, it's like you see the whole thing's downloaded and you can read it. You know. So I understand that. You know, some people I've talked to don't understand how I can be all in on digital comics, but not all in on streaming media, and that's why because it's streaming. If it was downloadable media, it's still something um, I would consider, but only at a discount. My thing is, if I can pay fifteen dollars for an iTunes movie, which I can download, or I can pay. $16 for a Blu-ray DVD digital combo. Why would I not why would I not get the combo? It's only a dollar more and um it's it's a better experience for me. I can put the disc in, I don't have to worry about internet. All I, all I have to do is have power and I can put the disc in and watch it. And so I think about these things as um as I come across discs that I may want or films that I may want to see. And you know, as a collector as all of us that collect this type of media, it's not just going out and buying movies we haven't seen before. It's not just, you know, uh, a new movie comes out, you can make it to the theater to see it, you can buy it on Blu-ray. If two of you were going to go see the movie at the theater, the Blu-ray is going to be cheaper than two of you going to the theater and getting popcorn and sitting down and driving there. It's just, it's just easier. It's less expensive, and it's just an enjoyable experience to me, I think. Um, at the theater, of course, you're kind of locked in, and you're not uh, – there's not hopefully there's not a lot of external activity happening next to you like there's not people texting or playing on their phones or carrying on and if there are and you're in a theater with me you're gonna know about it because I, I don't care anymore if you're being if you're being a fool I'm gonna be like you know what put put your goddamn phone away and um, stop caring having a conversation for God's sake don't take a phone call in the middle of the theater what the hell's wrong with you what are you raised by wolves go outside and take the phone call it's not you know it's not hard anyway sidetrack. So, um, you know, what, what, I've, what has happened is that, you know, I'm kind of particular about things that if it's something I haven't seen before and I want to see the movie and there's four of us in our family, then it's kind of a no-brainer to buy it on Blu-ray um, or buy it on disc or whatever. Um, but if it's something I've already seen, I have to sit there and weigh the pros and cons of whether or not it is something I want to revisit. Or if it's a TV series and I haven't seen the TV series, I've only seen part of it. Or if I'm like, man, that was a really good series. I would want to sit down and watch that from beginning to end. You know, that's always a fun experience. I, mean, I know some people don't get that, but there are TV series that I've watched season to season. And then when it's all done, 
I'll watch the entire thing again at some point in time because it all just kind of comes together, and it, it's it's to me it's a more interesting experience. Like for example, if you've ne- if you've ever seen Babylon Five, if you listen to this podcast, hopefully you have because I've talked enough about it. Or Buffy the Vampire Slayer, both are shows that are really enjoyable to start from the first disc and watch the whole way through to the very last episode, and you know kind of just do it all together. And it really tells a great story, and it's kind of interesting because there's a lot of. Uh, things that happened that we touched back to earlier seasons that, you know, Buffy was eight seasons, so you go over eight years, eight seasons or seven seasons. Man, that's bad that I can't remember that. But, you know, you get to season seven, they talk about something in season one. If you're not watching it, if you're watching it over the years, that's seven years you have to remember as opposed to, you know, a month or however long it takes you to burn through it. Um, so, you know, it's you weigh the pros and cons. Now, where am I going with all this? Well, I recently came across a website called HamiltonBooks.com, and it, they have books and DVDs and CDs and Blu-rays, and they're all substantially discounted. And I came across – it was funny because somebody told me about the site, and then somebody else told me about the site. And then I told a couple other people about the site who had already talked about the site with other people or had have talked about it on their webpage or amongst friends or whatever – and so we all started placing orders. So I just went to browse because it, the reason the reason what drove me there was that the TV show The Master, um, I, you know, it, it, I think it was only ten episodes. It aired on TV in the eighties. I really enjoyed it. It just went away. You didn't have all the information you have now about shows being canceled or whatever. And I really enjoyed it. It's, it's just fun. It's a fun show. At the time, it was great. I was a kid. I really got into it. Um, really enjoyed it. it was something unique on television well it hasn't had an official it didn't really have an official release you know there's been torrents floating around of, of the shows pulled from whatever um, well Kino Lorbo got the rights to it they released a DVD and a Blu-ray set and that was just in a Blu-ray set because well why wouldn't I be if I'm going to get it I'm also getting on Blu-ray well it was real expensive it's like it was like 40 bucks and I'm like well I'm not willing to pay that for this show I mean it's fun but it's not it's not something that I have to have in my collection I thought it'd be kind of interesting well, around Christmas time, it went around on sale for twenty five bucks, and I still was like, "Ah, eh, I'm not going to pay twenty five for it. Um, I'm just going to wait and see what happens." And I thought it might drop drop down to like nineteen ninety five on Amazon at some later date, and I'd pick it up, you know, when I got an Amazon gift card or something. And uh, what happened was that it was available on Hamilton Books for seven dollars and ninety five cents. You cannot beat that price; it's less than a dollar an episode, and. Um, I really wanted it, so I went there to order it, and it was no longer there. And I'm like, ah, well, I'm not going to get it. I'm not going to look around the site because if I can't get this, I'm not going to get anything else. So um, it popped up again that it was they had it back in stock. So I'm like, well, I'll sit down and see, start throwing stuff in my cart and see what happens. Now, the one thing I do like about um, the Hamilton books is that. You, it has the item, you can click add to cart, and you still stay on that same page, and it just highlights that you're added to your cart. So shopping is easy. So like what I like to do, go through is go through and just add everything I'm remotely interested in to my cart and then go and trim my cart down to something that's manageable, right? Because it's very easy to load it up on stuff. So I started looking, and there were was, there was several movies I was interested in that I didn't have copies of or that um, somebody had said, you know, somebody in my family said, I would like to see this movie. And there's not really any way to get the movie. You have to go to buy a digital version if you want it right now. And you're going to pay 15 bucks as opposed to three. 
So I started like looking around, and there was a couple movies that um, I wanted to see. And like I said, there's not really another way to get these films. Um, you can't go to Redbox. There's not uh, a video store anymore. Um, you could go buy that, buy it from like Amazon or somewhere. It's going to be kind of expensive, but there were a few movies that were like three or four bucks on Blu-ray, and I picked them up. And then there was a couple of movies that were uh, that were just by directors that I liked that I hadn't seen and I was curious about that were cheap. So I went through the Blu-rays, and I had like two or three Blu-rays, and I'm like, okay, this is a pretty good order, you know. Well, then I went to DVDs, and that was my downfall. There are a lot of DVD sets that are available on DVD and never made the jump to Blu-ray. They've never been redone or anything like that, and I sincerely doubt they're going to be. They're not available on streaming services, um, and if you want to watch these shows, you can either buy each episode for three or four bucks or whatever it is on, on digital services if they're available, or you can try to search out the DVDs. Now, the DVD sets were substantially more expensive on a place like Amazon. We're talking like $25 to $30 compared to like 5 or $6. So I ended up getting uh, War of the Worlds, the TV series. Now, I know that it is not the best TV series out there, but it has warm, fuzzy memories for me from when I was younger. And I used to, every Saturday night, uh, The Next Generation was on, followed by War of the Worlds on one of the local stations. And when I first saw War of the Worlds, the TV series, it's really hard to say War of the Worlds quickly. When I first saw it, I had no idea what this was. It was fascinating to me. I'm like, there's, there's a science fiction series I've never heard of, and it's set in the present day. It's got these aliens, and it's got this whole like cloak and dagger thing going on. And yeah, I knew it was kind of inexpensive to be made, but I really dug it. I was really into it. And um, so I, I, I tried to watch all that I could of it when it was available, and I, I missed several episodes, but um, I really I really liked the story of what was going on. Now, um, fast forward to like, I don't know, um, when DVD became big and, it, and War of the Worlds eventually did come out on DVD, and I eventually did rent the first several discs through Netflix. It doesn't hold up great, but it's still, for me, it's enjoyable. I know some people are not going to like it, but for me, it was enjoyable. It was, it was unique. It was different. And um, I really like what they were doing with it. And it had like this whole uh, you know, backstory. It had like this, this political thing going on among the aliens and everything. I really dug the show. So this is not available streaming anywhere that I can find. So they have the seasons for, I, I want to say they're five or six bucks. There's only two seasons. So I threw those in my cart because I'm like, I don't know when I'm ever going to be able to see this again. And when I tell people about it, they're not going to be able to go find it or rent it anywhere. So this is the way to do it. And even though we are in a digital age where all these things are available in some way, some place, you know, some form, a lot of them aren't available in easy way form. You can't just go to the video store and rent them anymore. You can't just go to Netflix. I mean, you can go to Netflix and rent discs. I dropped my disc subscription from there because – when a disc got wore out in a series, they weren't replacing it. So if you wanted to watch, I mean, I'm just using an example, but there are many series out there that I was trying to watch. If it had 10 discs, like disc three or four might go to your save column and it might be there for a year. They might never, ever replace it. As a matter of fact, when I quit my disc, I probably had 30 discs in the save column that had been there for two or three years and they just hadn't replaced the discs. So that's when I realized that if I wanted to see this stuff, I was going to have to buy it because there's no way that I was going to be able to rent it because they weren't... Um, they weren't, you know, getting new discs. And I understand that Netflix is moving to a streaming service and it's a slow, slow thing. And, and you know, there's always, I think there's always going to be um, disc rental places out there. I'm not sure how well they would do, but honestly, if, if I could get everything I wanted that way, I wouldn't mind doing that. The only thing with a disc subscription service is that you're paying a set fee. So if you don't actually watch the discs, the amount of money you could be paying in one year, if you're just hanging on the one disc, it's substantial. 
as opposed to having it on your shelf and just getting in the mood and throwing it in. So if you get a disc, then you're kind of forced to watch it. If you're not in the mood for it, then you're just not in the mood for it. And that's kind of how I am. It's like I have stuff laying around. Same thing, same way I am with comics. I, mean, I It depends on my mood, what I want to read. Sometimes I want to read something that's not superhero. Sometimes I want to read something that's funny or something that's scary or something that's more serious or something that's a mystery. And I'll, you know, grab that book, pull that book up on my iPad and, and go to town, you know. Um, so I feel the same way about DVDs. And I'm still getting to the point here, so just just follow along with me. So I got done putting putting together my order. Now I don't even remember everything that I ordered. All I know is I ended up ordering like 23 items. Now of those items, uh, I bet you at least eight of them are TV season box sets, and of that, probably um, more than half is on DVD as opposed to Blu-ray. Now these shows don't have a Blu-ray release, or otherwise I would. That's what I would gravitate toward. But even if the Blu-rays were like 30 or 40 bucks, if I could get the TV seasons for five, why would I not? I would just get the DVDs. They'd have to show me this subst- some, some substantial work to increase the quality for me to buy a Blu-ray. So I get all done, and I, I, I'm like, you know, I'm going for it. I'm like, this is, this is more money than, than what I normally wanted to spend. But it was over 100 bucks. okay? So you're figuring about 4 or $5 an item, you know. So I bought them. And then the next morning, um, I got the email saying that my order had shipped. It's a pretty good turnaround for them, all except for one item. I did order uh, Neil Gaiman's uh, Neverwhere, the TV series. Oh, it's a miniseries. I've seen it before, but my daughter has it, and she had a class um, several semesters ago where they had to read that book, and we were talking about the movie, and I said, or the miniseries, I said, I think you would like this. And... um, so I thought I think it was it was dirt cheap. It was like less than six dollars or something like that. And I'm like, I, I, you know, I like to have this. I like to watch it again. I think it's something her and I can sit down and watch. And I'm like, for six bucks, if we don't, I mean, it's six bucks. You know, I'm like, it, it's it's cheap. You know, for um, what five hours of entertainment? That's a pretty good deal. If I find something else for six dollars, it's going to give you five hours of entertainment. You're probably not going to do that. So, got the thing that I ordered, and I started looking through it, and immediately. I started having buyer's remorse and it wasn't because I didn't want to watch these things. I do want to watch these things. I started running through my mind. Am I going to have time to watch all this? Is this just a waste of money? This is a hundred bucks. I could have spent on something else. Um, yada, yada, yada. Just started, started running through my head and I'm like, I'm trying to downsize and here I am buying more discs. I don't need more discs, you know, um, et cetera, et cetera. And it's, and it's no, it, there's no outside pressure. There's nobody, you know, in my house saying, ah, oh, you got to stop buying DVDs. You know, we got too much clutter. We do have too much clutter, but you know, it, it is what it is. You know, I, I don't care. I, I'm, I'm over, I've lived over half my life. So I've already told my kids when I die, I just set the house on fire and we'll be done with it. Um, but it's just a matter of, you know, you start trying to, to, um, streamline your life and make things easier. And for the most part, I have streamlined my life. I don't honestly. My only real vice is um, is buying entertainment, like DVD entertainment. Um, I can buy digital comics, but they don't take up any room. Um, and so that's my only vice. And about once a year, I go through my discs and I go through stuff that I no long I know I'm no longer going to watch, or that I've upgraded the Blu-rays on, and the DVDs don't have anything extra or something. The Blu-rays don't, and I give them away. And now, unfortunately, what happens is nobody wants these discs. You know, that's just kind of the, the thing we're in now. People don't want to have discs. And I even have friends now are like, what do you do with all this stuff? 
And I'm like, well, you live in a one-bedroom apartment. I actually bought a home, and I have plenty of storage. Let me tell you, I have multiple shelving units, and um, and I have no qualms about that, you know. And honestly, um, there are things that in the past I've gone through, and when you start doing your spring cleaning or whatever, and you're like, okay, there's stuff on the shelf that I've watched. I'm not going to rewatch again today. I catalog it all. I put it in a uh, in a in a crate that is waterproof air you know fairly airtight with a packing list and it's fairly organized as far as I'm concerned but I can always get to it and I always think if it sits here for a year and I don't do anything with it then I will part with it but if it doesn't and I go back and need something or I want to watch something which happens all the time then I'm not going to do that you know so that's kind of what it was but it's just it's one of those weird things and I just wanted to share because I know we're living in a digital age and I know that you know we have an audience of um, there's an audience of younger people that listen to, to various podcasts, and we're, the, this generation is definitely different than the generation that collected things. Now, like I said, I'm not I'm not a huge collector. Um, I'm an accumulator of things, but usually I'm pretty good about once a year going through and getting rid of things that I no longer want. Now, I collect I'll, I'll collect artwork, um, and if there's a print of something I like, I will buy it and I will definitely find some place to display it in my house. And if not, then I will rotate them, you know, things like that. But I, um, I have a very bizarre mix of discs and DVDs and I'm not the only one. I, I talked to several people who just have, you know, um, a weird selection of stuff that they come across. And for me, these TV series that I came across and I was having some regret about, there's not really another way to watch them. I mean, I feel as though this is one of those things that when um, that when they disappear off disc, off the initial print, when that print runs gone, we're never going to see this stuff again. It's not going to be available anywhere until somebody takes some interest in it and puts out a crappy digital version. And that's kind of like where we're at now. We get a lot of crappy digital versions of people just slapping the the uh, the content in a digital file and selling it like that. With no extra effort, at least the Blu-ray sets, because of the time they came out, they were they were rather expensive. Um, they spent the time to try to put some extras in there and gather that stuff together and give that to you and give you some background information, things like that. And that is what I like about these shows. This is a part of history we're never going to get. And for me, it's the history of science fiction is something I enjoy. And I think part of that comes from the fact that when I was younger, there wasn't a lot of science fiction. I say this all the time. We had very little quantity and very little quality, but we loved it, what we had. And you look back now and you go back and rewatch those old shows, like during the 80s and early 90s when there was next to nothing on. You know, you had like Tales from the Dark Side. You had Monsters. Those shows did not have very high production values, but... They, they worked real hard to tell you a decent story in that time and with the money that they had. And I always enjoyed that. I always thought that, that they did a good job um, presenting that, that to us. And when you were younger, it was like, man, you, you would just grab onto whatever was there and be happy that you had some kind of science fiction on television. And you would really just be like, okay, I'm happy with this. And, of course, you know, kind of rose-colored glasses kind of thing. And now you go back and you rewatch it and you're like – you could tell people before you rewatched it, man, this was so good. It was so interesting. It was so And then you go back and watch it's like, this is not good. This is bad. This is production values are bad. But 
they tried really hard to tell you a good story in the confines that they have, and I really appreciate that, that they, they tried to not make it, they tried not to dumb it down too much. They tried not to make it look too terrible, but they made a good story that, and they had a good mythology behind it, and that's what I really like about these shows. But to me, it was so um, odd to have this buyer's remorse, and I was like, you know, I shouldn't have bought this stuff because what am I going to do with it? You know, then I'm like, well, I bought it to watch it. And I'm like, I will watch it eventually. But I'm like, do I really need it? And this went on in my head for like a half an hour. And I was kind of like, I kind of bummed myself out, which is weird. And then I talked to some friends who, one of my friends, um, Shane actually went back and said, I didn't realize they had this or this or this. And he was like, I placed another order. And then, because he placed the initial order and showed me some of the stuff he got. And then, of course, there's a couple of things he got that I missed, but I'm like, I got it. I, I'm, I'm good. And then um, he went back and grabbed some of this, some of the um, TV series that were available. And then I kind of felt better because I'm like, he's kind of, we're kind of in the same boat. You know, we have, we only have so much room, but at the same point in time, this is kind of history. And one of the things I like about, um, that I enjoy going back through my older DVDs because not everything has a Blu-ray release. And I don't upgrade everything. It's just like if if, if, if a DVD, if a Blu-ray comes out of a movie that I already have, but they've done a new scan of it, like an older film, then I'm in. You know, if it's something I really love, then I'll spend the money on it. And and you have a lot of boutique shops coming up where the the films are not cheap. They're like thirty five, forty bucks, but they have all new interviews, up to date interviews. They have all new, new new scan, et cetera, et cetera. But what I enjoy. Um, to me, that that's history of the DVDs is if you have DVDs when they first started coming out, and they have and they have like the stickers on them, or that you open them up. And I always save literature inside the disc because it's not hurting anything; it's not taking up any more room. And you read like some of the things that are out there. Like I, I have discs that have the initial Netflix offer still in there, talking about Netflix getting disc by mail and. And, you know, the one a month plan or the one at a time plan and stuff like that. It's just kind of interesting to see how how history has changed. And and it's funny that when I'm showing it to a younger person, they're like, well, what's this? And I'm explaining to them. They look at you like you're crazy, you know, like, wow, you know, that like you're crazy. But they're also fascinated with the way things have changed. And we we live in a a world of immediacy. We want everything right now. And um, also being, you know, being older, I have more patience, but I'd rather wait and have something that's a better quality and I think that um, a lot of times the stuff that's on DVD is not available anywhere else through, except for through, except through a streaming service a lot of times the streaming service the the quality is not good it's not it's not as good as the DVD but there's also been instances where there's something that is available on disc only and they've converted to streaming and they've actually put it in HD which makes it worthwhile to get an, an HD version if you um, really enjoy that show and you want to see a better quality version. And, you know, again, it's something else you can, you know, sometimes people end up double dipping. But for me, it's all about the history of, of what is there. I'm just fascinated by all the different shows that have popped up and how, um, and you, you get caught up in something, you know, like I got caught up in Blake 7 when it first when I first discovered it. And was fascinated about the uh, history of that, the backstory of that, how that came to be and how it was its own thing. Same with Space 1999. It was something that I knew of and I, I knew I'd seen an episode of it, but until I started watching multiple episodes, I was fascinated. This is like Star Trek in a lot of ways. A lot of Star Trek um, type, it had a real Star Trek type feel to it. It had an ensemble cast. It had the the, the aliens. It had, you know, um, the science, all that stuff. It's just, it's just a fun show. And 
Do I like it as much as Star Trek? No. I, there's very little things that I like as much as TOS. Um, but I really liked what they did with it. I like that they, they had something that was kind of formulaic, but at the same point in time, they made it their own. They made it unique. They made it different. And I really enjoyed that about it. But anyway, HamiltonBooks.com. Go and look, especially if you're looking for books. They're, they have a lot of... Uh, Again, they have a lot of omnibuses. They have a lot of trades, and they're relatively inexpensive. For me, I've I've kind of gotten away from paper. Um, that's the one thing I have trimmed down. And the same thing with music. Like I have all my music CDs. I, I don't. I'm not going to part with those because they're they're fantastic. I have all my vinyl. I'm not going to part with that either. Also fantastic. Um, I still have a stereo. It's 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 in pieces right now. Like I've taken the components apart, but I still have everything. I still have the speakers. I still have a turntable. Um, I just I've been trying to find a place to set it up down here because as much as we all like our pods, you know that we our single speakers that we play music with and it's inconvenient. We like our MP3s and our, our compressed music. There's nothing quite like popping a CD in and listening to the whole thing and you know uncompressed. And it's funny because when you buy a car now, it's it's hard to find a CD player in a car. Everything is Bluetooth or USB or even uh, SD card. Um, I'm lucky enough that my car has a CD player and all those other things as well. Um, and it's hard to come by that stuff. And if I bought a car that didn't have all those things, I would try to find one that had a CD player because um, as much as I like listening to audiobooks and podcasts and music in my from my phone, um, every now and then I, I always have a CD and a player. And sometimes I just hit CD and I'm just amazed at the difference in quality. It's just so much better. And we have been willing to compromise quality for convenience and that's kind of the way things have gone you know and the same thing with streaming you can say ah streaming is great quality yeah um if you have a great internet connection yeah you can get pretty good um you can get pretty good quality but you're always dependent on that other service and for me if i buy a dvd i'm not dependent on their service i have it and if i want to Give it to somebody. I can. Um, if you die tomorrow, your digital collection goes away. Nobody owns that. They've already said it. This has come up. They've already said that you can't transfer that to, you know, your kid or whatever. I'm sure there's ways around it, but I mean, you don't own those things. You just you you basically you're buying the um, you're renting the permission to play all that stuff. So for me, um, ownership is something that I don't want to have to rely on somebody else or something else to make these things work the way that they do. And, um, you know, I was, well, what's going to happen to Blu-ray players? Well, there's always going to be Blu-ray players because I can still buy a, a VHS deck if I want to. And so, I, you know, knock on wood, my Blu-ray player is still decent. And if something happened to it, I would go purchase another one tomorrow. I, I bought a region-free one. I paid extra money just so that I could have it region-free so I could watch whatever I want when I, when I wanted. And it also has all the apps on there if I want to stream something as well. And, you know, those of you listening to the show, don't by, by no means don't think that I don't stream stuff. There's a lot. I stream a lot of things. And um, sometimes you get on Netflix to stream something, and then that show ends, and you spend the next half an hour just looking to see what's on there. And... That sometimes happens to me, and I'm like, I'm just wasting time. I'm not even watching anything. I'm just flipping through all the all the shows and movies on here that are science fiction related to see what there is that I might like. In the meantime, I might have I have a stack of discs that haven't been watched yet, you know, because I, I just haven't uh, felt like it. You know what I mean? So it it's uh, yeah, it, it just it's just something I wanted to share. I don't know. The buyers remorse thing has never happened before. I haven't bought something and been like, man, I wish I hadn't purchased this. For no other reason than I just wished I hadn't purchased it. Not 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 to do with like, well, it's not what I thought it was or something like that. I know exactly what I'm getting. 
but um, it was just uh, it was a weird thing. And then I started. I was like, well, you know, I'm kind of scolding myself for doing something that I enjoy doing. Um, yeah, I don't want more clutter. I'd like things to be more organized and more neat. But at the same point in time, it's like, well, I bought it. I'll I have shelf space left. I'll put it on the shelf, make room for it, and that'll be that. I don't really buy anything else other than that's my big vice. You know what I mean? If I had to uh, to give something up, probably collecting physical media on disc would be the last thing. I just I enjoy it. I enjoy coming across the things. I enjoy reading the liner notes and everything on the box. I just I just enjoy I enjoy watching it. Everything about it, it to me is an enjoyable experience and having that little bit of history and being like, yeah, I remember this or wow, I can't believe they did it. And for the time, this did a great job, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Anyway, um, in the uh, interest of trying to keep these shows at about 30 minutes, I wanted to talk about one more thing before I, uh, before I tap out here, and that is the Purge television series. Um, I came across this uh, when, when they first advertised it, and I, of course I don't have – it's on USA and I don't have cable or anything, so I had to wait till there was another way to watch it. And I came across this, and I've never seen any of the Purge movies. I know what they are. I get the gist behind it. I understand the whole thing. Um, I mean, the first movie, if you watch the trailer, you can pretty much know what the movie is, right? Um, so I get the idea behind it, but I've never uh, I never watched them all. And I, I want to. At some point in time, I want to get the, the set and watch all four movies that are available. But um, the TV series intrigued me. So I watched it. And man, it is a real, that is a fantastic show. It tells, it, it, it's interesting that you have, basically you start out telling, telling a story of um, three or four different individuals. And... It all coalesces toward the end, and it all makes sense. But they did a great—talk about telling a great story. Um, whether you like this sort of thing or not, the story itself, the way it's constructed, was super enjoyable to me. You had four uh, parties that you didn't think knew each other, that didn't interact, and then um, little things happen, and they cross paths, and it all coalesces at the end um, when the purge happens. And they do a countdown. It's basically uh, hour by hour of the purge for the most part. And— um, it is it is a fantastic show that tells a um, a story that is you know the the season tells a story and then it's done. I mean they might try to tack something onto the, that group of people later on, but for the most part, if it got canceled tomorrow, it told you one story. So everything about it, I enjoyed. I enjoyed the characterization. I enjoyed the story behind it. I liked the fact that I mean the pacing was on, and I liked the fact that it's, when it got done, it told you one story and you can walk away. Now, if they want to build on that later on, they can. I'm okay with that. But the way it ended, I, I walked away. I spent it's ten episodes. I think it's ten episodes. Might be eleven. But I watched all 10, and I walked away feeling fulfilled, and I really enjoyed that story, and it really kind of connected, and the characters were pretty good, and it was realistic in the fact that you don't have – you don't introduce all these characters, and everybody comes out unscathed. That's not how this works. Um, You know, some characters might be killed. Some might be injured. Some might be taken off the board, but the way they did it – and, and I enjoyed all the characters because even there were ones that you were sympathetic to. And then later on, you're like, ah, well, there's a history of this person. And they're not a very nice person or they did something bad. And there's people that were like they were bad and they um, – we end up uh, understanding their point of view, whether you agree with how they handle things or not. The point is that it explains it enough that you can see their point of view. And I love when you introduce a character like that that you can't just – you can't just hate that person. You can't just like that person. They're they're flawed throughout, and it makes you kind of connect to them in the way that you wouldn't normally. So the Purge TV series it's available on uh, DVD and Blu-ray. It's streaming, and I believe you can still watch it on the USA website, maybe. 
but um, there's multiple ways to, to to watch it. But man, it was it was just really well put together. And and usually when you get a television series that are based off a movie, you're like, ah, eh, they're trying too hard, or this is just okay, this is just mediocre. But in this case, um, it really came together and really uh, that that's the one thing that you know the one series I've watched um, in the last year that really was just. It was perfectly done. I feel, I feel. I mean, whether you like the story or not, whether you like the characters or not, the story itself, the way that it was constructed, worked perfectly for me. It just, it just came together perfectly. So, the Purge TV series, I highly recommend it. Anyway, I'm over and I, uh, I'm done. So, I'll talk to everybody next time. This is Aaron for the Sci-Fi Dig podcast. You can find me at sci-fi-dig-gmail.com if you want to contact me. If you want to see what's going on, go to sci-fi-dig.com. But that's it. Over and out. Thank you.